Are you happy? Magic Seeds takes a good look at everyday challenges and gives solid advice on how to navigate through them, be it relationships, career, parenting, or just not feeling happy inside. I'm Dr. Adam Grise. And I'm Laura Grise. Please join us weekly to discuss everyday situations that seem to be getting in the way of feeling happy and peaceful. We'll provide magic seeds and a reliable roadmap for you to follow to stay on a healthy path for your life. Welcome back to Magic Seeds. Laura Grise, what do we got today? Okay, today we're talking about hard discussions within a relationship or a marriage or a partnership, okay? I think we're ready for this hard discussion. <laughs> I think we are. I think our listeners have definitely given us a lot of feedback and this is something that they want to hear about. It's <laughs> difficult to talk about things with your partner. I mean, if you sit here and you love someone so much and you want to protect them with all of your being, right? The last thing you want to do is hurt their feelings. So it's very hard, very difficult to communicate these truths. Or hurt their feelings, or just are you afraid of being rejected too, right? Like being rejected. If I say my right. truth, and we've or, spoken about that. Or blow up the relationship. Right. right. I don't want to rock it. Oh, I can't handle the rockiness right now. I, right. Let's just keep things smooth. <clears throat> and if we keep them smooth, maybe it'll solidify to such a place that I can bring this up in the future. Right. Recipe for disaster. I was going to say that never <laughs> happened. So these are some of the topics that people would like to hear you and I speak about. And hopefully you and I can speak candidly, openly, honestly, whatever, E, with each other. <laughs> because, well, you and I have been married for 11 years. We have been together for 20 years in some sort of relationship in one way or another. So hopefully our listeners can hear the openness between you and I and because these are very, very difficult conversations to talk about behind closed doors. We have a whole bunch of episodes we haven't aired yet. And one of the reasons we've been recording it is to show people what it actually sounds like when you're going through a lot of the crises. It's one thing to be, you've gone through the crisis and now you're out of it. And then you're speaking with like, enlightenment it's, it's, and peacefulness it's like a, a mother of two years and she's like pregnancy was actually pretty oh, good it was beautiful. and i was like really were you there because that didn't feel good from my side of things like it's easy to just gloss over and just to kind of have that air of like you just get through it you just breathe but even if you do that and that's good right breathe through your life and be present but it doesn't feel like that in the moment and we want to give some of that rawness to the listeners because we want to show it's okay to be going through an absolute SHIT storm and you can still be full of emotion and charge and want to like metaphorically murder your partner and it's okay to have those feelings, but you need to know how to navigate through that while you're feeling those things. And so we want to have that, but it sounds raw. I mean, you've it even does. told me, you're it's, like, Adam, I don't know if we could put out that episode because yes. it just sounds like you're an angry person. <laughs> yes. Well, in, in both of us, there are some recordings that are so raw and I don't know. It's just so intense. Right. And I don't know if we'll put some of those out and then we can come from the other enlightened perspective, the very peaceful perspective. That's great too, but that's not all of life. No. And hopefully there's a sweet spot where 
It's like if you're yelling at a kid, they don't hear you. And well, I don't know what the other difference is, but there is a sweet spot of where they actually do hear you. And hopefully you and I can do that today where we hit the sweet spot because we are really, really knee deep into our relationship and our dynamic right now. I think we've gone past the knees. We've gone past (laughs) the knees, but we're not enlightened. We're not peaceful, but we're not raw either. And I think hopefully the listeners can hear that sweet spot. We're in a good place where we're still enough in, like, don't get me on a diatribe about what's mm-hmm. going on in our relationship mm-hmm. now. Like, there's a lot of raw stuff, but yes. we're, I mean, my God, with over the past year, there have been times where it's, I can't see past it. And, and we've recorded during those and times recorded and we will put those out. But so let's talk what about some of these topics. So I'm just going to go down the list real quickly and tell you some of the topics that people have talked about or they want to hear us talk about money, sex children, communication, values and traditions, alone time, mm. stress, deal breakers, and the future. Dun, well, that was, that was pretty fast. Oh, um, would, would you like me to say it slower? Yeah, repeat that. All right. I just got to get my head around this. Money or finances. Money, it's easy. Not easy, but I mean, that is such an obvious, I mean, yes. who, who doesn't talk up. about that? Yeah. Sex. Sex, who doesn't talk Children, who doesn't talk about it? Communication. Huge, huge, huge. I think communication almost can apply to everything. Everything. It's like everything. How do you communicate about your sex? How do you communicate about exactly. your finances? Everything does funnel into communication. Values and traditions. Sure. I look at it as like in-law problems and how about like religion and like yes. Do you want to yes. raise? I know we have a close <laughs> couple and they're getting their child bar mitzvah now, but like they weren't doing it. It's like. Do we do it? Do we not? And uh-huh. like some people going in and getting baptized later in life. And it's like, I heard a story recently about someone who was, they weren't a pastor, but they were raised like that. And then they met someone who was Jewish. And Did they convert? Long story short, now that pastor person is a converted Holy Jew. moly. Because it was What's more important like? to the woman. Like it's just... <laughs> But I mean, like, forget about just that brings up a whole set of issues, sure but is. right, then what do you uphold? Certain people, even if it's not even religious, like I like doing, this is a family tradition and we always mm-hmm. do this. And mm-hmm. to be able to hold space for someone else, I think that's where for me, the first thing that pops in my head is all these issues, right? And sex and money and communication and the values and, and traditions. It's can both people come together? and allow a reality that is inclusive or includes both people's perspectives, even if your perspectives are contradictory. Absolutely. It goes back to the thing of celebrate each other, right? Even when. Even when. It'd be open enough to celebrate each other. I think the only way is you can't have too deep of codependencies because if you do, I can't allow you to go off script because I'm relying on you to fill in parts of my insufficiencies. And it forces, I mean, I know for me this last year where we've been working on our marriage and trying to let things kind of die. And grow. And grow, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the point. We're going to let it die for regrowth. I mean, that's the cycle of life doesn't end with death. (laughs) Right. It's birth, growth, maturation, fruition, decay, death, and then rebirth. And it's scary because what if I'm not reborn this time in the same way I was last time? What if Laura doesn't want to be with me anymore? Like that's the point is if I'm dependent on you to show up in my life a certain way, I can't allow, I can't celebrate you if what I'm celebrating is directly against what I feel I need. And so once I kind of kick and scream and I go through that raw part where I'm like, oh, you're, you suck. Oh, you're, uh. After that, and I kind of collapse, 
I'm left with myself. Right. Now I could actually find that point of disconnect where I allowed you to fill it in and own it myself. And if I can do that, yeah, I have learned to be able to celebrate aspects of our marriage, aspects of you and where you're at now that I could not have done. It only took this torturous process, but it's hard to celebrate someone else when you're relying on them to fill your culprit. Yes, but that's the point. That's the point. That is the entire point. You are not to fill my, word did you use? Culper? Culper. I'm not Hmm. even sure if that's- I thought you meant cauldron, but okay. (laughs) I think I heard it in a meditation at some point, and I might be getting it totally wrong. Or you could have just hit a home run. Could have hit a home run. It sounded really good. For anyone out there, if (laughs) if you know a word that sounds like culper, that could make sense, let's just insert that one. Okay, sounds good. So anyway, let's. why don't you and I pick the top three or four? We'll get through as many as we can, but I feel like we've spoken about a bunch of these. We have, but maybe we could give personal examples and in the raw and talk about. And we might have spoken about them in episodes that we haven't aired yet. And so people are like, get to it. I don't even know anymore. What are you thinking? Well, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) What are you drawn to? What am I drawn to? I think I'm always drawn to sex, to be honest with you, because that is is the one that everybody comes to me and talks to me about, or they're scared to talk to me about. And then I ask them if they would like to talk about it. And then it's just floodgates. Well, crickets at first, but then floodgates because I allow them to know that it's okay to talk about it. They talk about it with you, but have they discussed it with their partner? No, it's and it's men and women. The men don't want to talk about it with me because they don't want to cross a boundary. The women don't want to talk about it because they're embarrassed. Right. Yes. So we could talk. About I'll talk that. about it. I'll talk about it. Cool. All right. So it's crickets. Yeah, <laughs> it's been crickets. No. Okay. It's been so crickets. Let's just talk about a couple of things. So a couple of things that people have talked to me about and a couple of personal experiences. Okay. So mm-hmm. The number one thing is that you have a married couple and people don't have sex as often as one would like, the other would like, or neither would like, or both would like, right? Either because of time, energy, resentment, whatever it is. But that's a huge topic because people don't want to talk about it. They don't want to bring it up. They don't want to open up a bag, a whole bag of issues. They don't want to run the risk of hurting somebody. They are too exhausted to talk about it. And they don't know that there's a solution that they're comfortable with. Right. So where do we go with this? I think there are a million different ways to go with this. So I think the biggest thing is, and I think the biggest lesson that you and I have learned this year, Mm -hmm. right? This was a very big year, our 10 year anniversary, moving into 11 years. And again, you and I have a whole history before our marriage, but the actual joining of you and I is the communication. And I still think that that is the hardest thing. It's hard to talk to you about how I feel, A, because I don't entirely know how I feel. I'm not entirely clear. And then it's hard to talk to you about it, B, because I'm afraid of hurting your feelings. I am afraid of my own truth sometimes. I'm not talking about anything specific, just so you know. Well, my head's like, <laughs> where is this going? Oh, what did I get myself into? No, no, no. I'm not talking about anything. But in, the truth in, of the matter is, in I, particular, the biggest offense to me isn't going to be what you're going to say, what your truth is going to be. It's what I'm not saying, right? It's what you're not saying. It's yeah. that there's a disconnect. If you were connected to me and you're like, hey, I am here. I do not want to lose the foundation of our relationship, but I'm going to tell you there are some aspects of our relationship that I feel disconnected with. 
then okay, I could go there. But when you can't talk about it, all I feel is a disconnect. I feel your energy not mm-hmm. free flowing. And I, that is what does the most detriment to me. When I go back and I think about things in hindsight, I would so much rather you be transparent with me about whatever it is rather than be in the dark. Because if I'm in the dark, then my head spins. Just like you just said right now, in the one minute that I was explaining communication and whatever it is I said, I already blacked out. But really, that is a very hard time for me because my head goes wild. And I start, I'm not good enough, or he doesn't right, want me. You start me, filling or, in the gaps, mm-hmm. and that's a recipe for disaster. Right. So so people don't have enough sex. I don't think there are people who are complaining about having too much. Yeah, there are. I mean, I oh, usually well, hear it from women more than men, where it's like, oh, the man wants it and all the time, and, and rolls over in bed. Go to bed and, right. right. I mean, I've heard that story ad nauseum. You're absolutely right. And right, so there is a disconnect between the amount that someone either wants or even has to give. When you have, you start getting, you're all crazy in love. And in the beginning of a relationship, people have sex all the time. That's but the thing. then you let's, settle into your let's life. Let's just make a, you a cut distinction. You me off again. I so think... this must be the answer. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on, because I just want to just stop kidding. for a second. Before you move forward, mm-hmm. I think there's some relationships where people get together and maybe they're getting together for not necessarily all organic reasons where it's like, what oh, do you mean? like I want to end up with someone. I'm getting to a point where I need to find someone soon because my <laughs> eggs are drying up or because I just need someone. I'm too lonely. Right. And it's like, I just want someone. And yes. so because of that, I think sometimes people compromise what the dynamic is in the beginning. They're like, they're willing to overlook things for a bigger aspect they're desperate for. Absolutely. Crazy I, love. What I'm saying is I think sometimes, A, it's not crazy love. And I think sexually, I think sometimes when people talk to me and they've been married for 10, 20 years and like, well, it really was never that like awesome sexual chemistry. Right. And it's like, oh, so you kind of knew this. Like, it's not fair to be aware of that in the beginning. You overlooked it. And then you can't come back 20 years later and be like, I want more. It's like, it was never more. I feel like I am justified. Because we did have that crazy love. We uh did have the passion and the fire. So I know it's there. Uh At least it was there. And if it's not there now, it's you have changed. And you might have legitimate reasons, three children, to have changed. (laughs) But still, I feel justified like I'm not asking for something that was never there. Yes, I agree. And I always come back to the question is, is it possible to have the crazy love 10 years, 20 years, 30 years down the line? I'm just putting it out there. That's, I'm not asking. Yes. That's a rhetorical. It's, it's not a rhetorical. rhetorical. Yes. The answer is yes. Whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're like, I don't buy it. Is, I'm putting it out you to our listeners. don't want it to be yes. No, I don't. It's not necessarily that. And my voice got really squeaky there. So question mark. But I'm just saying, is it possible? That's all I'm putting out there mm-hmm. to the universe. The universe can answer that. Right. Our listeners can answer it. I have spoken to enough people at enough different stages of life and relationships to know it is very possible to have that dynamic and have it be renewed. I think it is possible as well, but I also think that there needs to be a death and a break and a silence for that renewal. Yeah. I don't think that it's possible to be crazy teenage in love all the time for many years, all the time. It's just like, let's just stop. It's just, it's not going to happen. But I do think if you have a death, it's like my favorite movie, it's complicated. They had that break and then they had all that fire after, Uh right? 
I don't mean that kind of break. And I'm not talking about that kind of break with you and I, just for the record. That's fine. Okay. But I do think, and that is exactly what yours and my goal was to accomplish this year is to have that death. Now we haven't gone into the death of the marriage yet with any of our podcasts. So when we do mention the death of marriage, they have no idea what we're talking about yet. I just want to preface that. You can. I feel like we have, but we might not have aired an episode. No, the episodes that we have aired, you just say our marriage has died. (laughs) And I'm always like, oh, come on, man. Like expand on that. Okay. Going back, it's been over a year now and Mm -hmm. we just knew that it was off. Things were off. For me, it was, there was a disconnect. I didn't feel your energy coming towards me. My biggest love language is physical touch. And I just could tell like you, your energy wasn't coming towards me. It didn't want to touch me. It didn't even respond to my touch at that point for me. That's what makes me feel the relationships alive. And it got to a point where then on in the sexual realm, it was just like, I don't want sex for sex. Sex is routine. routine, Yeah. I don't want to add a routine. Like I want it to be alive and it's a back and forth. And once that was gone, I'm like, listen, this isn't working for me. Deal breaker. That's one of those things. Right. This is a deal breaker. For right. Me. So I was willing enough to be like, instead of just being like, we have to do this or else I'm going to go. It's like, listen, let's take it off the table. Yes. It's not worth it how it is now. Let's take it off the table. Let's let the energy mm-hmm. that obviously is surrounding our intimacy, let's let it die. So we can let it be reborn if it's going to be reborn. And I think in the beginning, like most things will take action in hope that it's going to transform and we still hold on to a vision of where we want it to go. Yes, but that vision, it's an expectation. It's not fair. So right. It's not of course. fair. So I'm saying in the beginning, though, I think it's always tied to like, I'll do this because mm-hmm. it's going to allow it to come back the way I want it to. So I'm willing to sacrifice. No, it's organic. It's going to evolve into something, I think, beautiful. And I think you and I right now, I think we're, I could be wrong. And you could tell me that right now. But I think we're starting to see a green, a little green, like the little spring hope, a little geppetto. <laughs> a little bud. I mean, right. You're, Laura's <laughs> making, like she's milking a cat right uh, now. What movie? Meet the Meet parents. parents. Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I milk him. A little green, a little green coming out of the ground. I am too traumatized to say yes. I am. I'm legitimately, for anyone listening out there, this last year has been the hardest year of my life. Ask anyone in my family who I've completely- Well, that's because your life has been like totally charmed Long Island, but okay. (laughs) Say what you will, but I've had to go completely dark from everyone in my life because I've been in such a place of disarray. I don't have a meeting point. So I'm just saying- But that's the death. That now- that has been of us. I'm so proud of us. I am very proud of us. And there's definitely a difference right now to me, because I'm very aware. I'm too hyper aware of everything. Yes, you are. So I know exactly what you're talking about in terms of little Geppetto. (laughs) (laughs) But the way I see it is, and you've been waiting for this literally for a year. It's like the one thing you've been, I feel like hiding behind. It's like you've been like waiting in my eyes like waiting for me to meet you at a certain place. And I have felt along the way that you were doing that and not making progress on your own. And just hold on. I I think I'm justified in that because six months into this, you're like, I don't even know what's going on. Like you hadn't made any progress of just even understanding what's going on inside you. So I'm like, okay, I'm the one that's going through torturous cycle of torturous cycle where I have to let go of those expectations, of those desires, of those wanting to connect with my wife in a certain way. And you're just like, nope, nope. And there's nothing there. And you had nothing to say about it. 
You're like, I don't know. Because I wasn't clear with me either. Right. But again, so you left me in the dark. And so I'm just doing round after round after round of this torturous cycle. And I'm walking my walk through it and doing the best I can. But moving forward, now I feel like I have died so many times. And each time I die, I come back and reclaim a little bit of myself, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. And I think the Geppetto you're talking about here is for whatever reason, my energy is not coming at you. No, And I feel like that's allowing maybe a little spaciousness for you to allow your warmth to enter that middle zone. Absolutely. I think that's what I feel too. And when I say warmth, I mean like if you were in- stop and be nice, crazy. (laughs) You said you wanted truth. I mean, if you want the raw. Okay, I'm just saying it's not a- I said a sweet spot, by the way, not the raw. (laughs) I'll just say it's not a polar cap. All right. Okay. Okay. So we can move on to some of our topics here. I don't know if we necessarily talked about what our listeners want to hear, but maybe we touched on some. The communication. I think that's a really big one. You think we can go into that and money? Well, hold on. I mean, let's just put a cap on the sex. I think communication, I think you're 100% right. Communication is the biggest thing. But for me, what happened to us, and I think it doesn't matter. You don't have to have children. It doesn't matter. You, you just get into routines and you become so autopiloted that you stop breathing fresh oxygen into a relationship. And after a while, you have to realize that cycle, the, the energy that created the propulsion for that cycle is done. And now you're just perpetuating a routine, but you don't feel the life in it. So you stop having a desire to want to be with that other person because Mm -hmm. you don't feel any actual draw. There's nothing alive. And I think what we did and we're doing, letting things die, gives it a chance to come back. But for me, the magic seed is don't let your life become too routine. Even if you let it go and you come back to the same routine, let it be a fresh start. You have to have fresh starts and kind of stamp what your relationship stands for, what your why is, what your mission statement is. And if you don't do that on the regular, sooner or later, life becomes stale. Your relationship to anything will become stale. Here's something for you. So in tantric, all right, tantra or tantric practice. And believe me, when I say that, it's like a very taboo word and it's not meant to. Tantric practice is simply just being connected, right? Either being connected with yourself, being connected with a partner. When it was brought to America, it turned into a whole tantric sex. And these are the positions, but it's actually the practice of staying ultimately connected both with yourself and with a partner. And within there, there are regular check-ins, like the state of the unions, right? And you and I used to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we do. I guess we do in a the sense. Reason- we just don't chill out, dude. You asked the question. <laughs> I thought you wanted an answer. I ask rhetorical <laughs> questions. So now I lost my place, crazy. The state of the union, we do, but we just don't call it that anymore. We used to. But I think for me, what I try to do now, which I did not do before, was think with your heart, right? Is I like to just get a little space, get a little alone time and do a little state of the union, a check-in with myself. And like, I want to be connected with myself. Okay. So how do I feel in this area? How do I feel with my relationship with Adam? How do I feel with my relationship with the girls? How do I feel all this stuff? And just do like a mini check-in. And if there's something that just doesn't feel right, a lot of people say, oh, go with your gut, go with your intuition. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If something doesn't feel right, look at it. Explore it. Definitely explore it because it's worth it and you're worth it. You are worth it. 
Are you saying I you, am or <laughs> you are worth it? Like I know, like the listener, I I am worth it yes. to explore those feelings if they're mm-hmm. not fantastic feelings, right? Don't let things go unchecked. Again, don't go on autopilot. Right, Make we're sure, saying the same thing. Right. Absolutely, don't go on autopilot with your partner. But first and with foremost, yourself. don't go on autopilot with yourself. You don't have a chance to be in a growing relationship if you're not connecting to yourself and growing individually. And while that might be so scary, it is. Right. It is. It really, really is. But really, again, I cannot emphasize enough you are worth it. And everything we deliver, what my practice is based on, and the courses we're setting up, everything is based on there is a natural progression to all of natural life. And we always talk about in terms of the seasons, but it's so reliable. And it could be applied to the small, it could be applied to every breath goes through that same cycle. And everything that can be born and can die is part of this. And it follows such a progression, a sequential progression, that once you understand what is necessary to perpetuate that cycle's growth and completion, life becomes rather simplistic. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I am fully aware of how complex the outer life gets. It's messy. It's so messy. (laughs) And it gets us lost and it gets us frustrated and it gets us scrambling. But if there's something we could kind of hold on to that can guide us through, and that's the process that we offer people, it's knowing when to pivot and to get out of that cruise control because we always get stuck somewhere along the line. And if you just knew what was kind of being asked for, even if it's uncomfortable, you kind of know how to get back in the flow to complete a cycle. And when you complete a cycle, you come back to yourself. And when you come back to yourself, you gain clarity. When you gain clarity, you can actually come up with a vision that you want moving forward for yourself and within any relationship you have. And then all of a sudden, you're putting out exactly what you want instead Mm -hmm. of taking actions to avoid what you don't want or to cling to something you think you need. And it changes the entire feel of your life. Yes, it does. I like that. So, I mean, honestly, I think this applies to everything. Yeah. We have the communication one, like you said, communication is kind of a tie-in, but what are some one of the other topics that people okay, want to hear Okay. Let about? me just go through. So we've talked about sex. We've talked about communication. Uh, I think deal breakers is a good one. Money is a good one. Uh, children is a great one, although it doesn't apply to everybody. Well, what do you do about a deal breaker? Just because you put that, because that is... I think it's a deal breaker. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest thing with deal breakers... A, is this a deal breaker for me because of my insecurities or fears? And if it is, then I want to make sure that I tackle that before I end something prematurely. Because it would be very easy for me to say, Laura, I need you to show up a certain way for me. And if you can't, it's a deal breaker. I know me. I've always been this way. Well, guess what? I probably have always had the same disconnect with myself and the need to outsource warmth and intimacy. And if that's been an issue for me, I would prefer to conquer that. And then maybe in the wake of feeling complete and realizing I don't need you for that, but you know what? I still would like a relationship that has it because I have that fire in me. And quite frankly, I would like to share that with someone. But then I've already dealt with my aspect of it. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to get to that deal breaker point, which is that's far down the line, Be sure that you have reduced or eliminated, I should say, the charge you have about what this deal breaker is. If you're upset about it, if you are pissed off about it, if you feel like you are defensive about it, you probably have some things you need to work on before you move forward. 
And it's Mm -hmm. not saying you won't move forward with the same action that the angry, the charged Mm -hmm. you would have taken, but it's saying don't move forward. Don't take action if you're charged about something. Learn how to dissipate that charge first. Come to that point of clarity and then think about the vision you want to create for your life. And if the vision you want to create for your life is in complete contrast to what your partner wants, then yeah, you guys have a decision to make that, hey, this is just a deal breaker for me because this is something I am moving towards. It's very much where I want to go in my life and what you want is going in a direction that's not true for me. So as hard as this may be, and this is the second part now, if you come to a point where there's an organic separation is being asked for, so to speak. What do you mean by that? Like, meaning like we aren't here to make music together anymore. Like our dance is over. Like the way you want to dance. Based on your deal breaker? Right. Based on, I don't want to say you said, Adam, I want to live in separate houses, whatever. Right. Okay. For the listeners, I have not said that. (laughs) No, but it has felt like that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a joke, everyone. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) you're like too close. close. (laughs) So say you just wanted something like that. I'm just trying to make Mm -hmm. a very tangible example here. And I'm like, that's not, I want to live with someone under the same roof. I want to build more. I want to be more intertwined. I would say, I do love you, but you sure it is your truth to want to be on your own in that sense? Or do you just need a little space and you haven't Mm -hmm. had it in so long that you're kind of making an absolute statement now. Absolutely. And then that comes back to the first point, which is like, Laura, make sure you're not just needing a little bit of a reset and that you just, as opposed to you really want this lifestyle. Right. But let's just say you've done your work and you are calm and you're like, no, I just, I'm at a point in my life now. I'm not even charged about it. This isn't anything anti you, Adam, and nothing to prove here, but I just really want to live on my own then I would say, okay, then I guess we've really split apart. Like we don't want the same things in life. Then the question is, are you brave enough to allow something to dissolve and take on a different form, right? I'm sure I would still know you. I'm sure we would probably maintain a relationship of some sort, but can I let the bond or the relationship, the form of it at least that existed, can I let it completely dissolve and be on my own? Because a lot of times people are like, you know what? This really isn't my truth. I do want to live together, but I'll hold on to this because I'm too scared of the alternative. And then that becomes the second part. There's the insecurity. There's charge. There's the codependency development. Right. It's a lot of dissecting. There's a a lot lot of of dissecting when you have a partnership. There will always be aspects, outer aspects, dynamic. If you have children, how is it going to affect the children? Mm -hmm, Or what do we need about the finances? Or, oh my God, what if we have to get divorced? There's so many just pragmatical. Yes, because you're so intertwined. Your lives are so intertwined. Absolutely. So it's so easy to look to external components that you're just like, ah, this isn't worth it. Ah, Mm -hmm. this isn't worth it. But every time you do that, you're compromising. A little bit of you. Right. And Absolutely. It's, it's a real truth inside. And so that becomes a huge moment when you get to the deal breaker component. It's can you really be consolidated enough into the self that you're willing to allow dissolution to take place because you would rather make space for something that could organically grow and be organically sustainable. For your deal breaker or for your fundamentals. Right, for your truth. That's a tough one though. That That is is a really tough tough one, especially because it's not just you. It would be so much easier to walk through life 
just by yourself and it wouldn't be so complicated because there's so many strings attached. However, life isn't so beautiful and so rich and so fulfilling, not as beautiful with another person, holding another person's hand through life. I think if we're going to say- I actually don't know why I just apologized to you. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) If we're going to talk deal breakers, (laughs) deal breakers and we came from sex and communication. Are you, can we talk about like what we went through this last year? Because I mean, we're like, going to go back to sex or are we going to well, because we're bringing deal breaker into it. Some of these things on You're the list afraid. that are, I'm not afraid of anything, but I think we should do a separate show on okay. some of the deal breaker. I think that would be a really cool show to do deal breakers, do a, a thing on that and really delve but I mean, deeply I think, into. I think a lot of times the sex issue comes right up to a deal breaker moment. And you mean for other people, for couples? Yeah. I think there was a way that you handled it that I don't even know if we said this before, but one of the big kind of magic seeds is can you allow someone else's truth to exist? If you want to maintain your relationship, if you don't want your relationship to die, you're committed to it, right? Like let's grow old together realize both people are going to be in different, you know, in the beginning, like you're just so on the same page, like, well, of course I'm going to grow old with you. And then 11 years down the road, you're like, oh, you're out in left field and I'm in a different stadium altogether. We're going in different directions. But if you can widen the container for the marriage, for the relationship enough that you can allow someone else's truth and their needs to exist, even if is uncomfortable for you or even if you can't provide what's being asked for. Then all of a sudden, you're giving a chance. You're creating an opportunity for the marriage to continue growing. And you did that for mm-hmm. our relationship where I was like, hey, we let the sex die. And then you were like, well, hey, I know you still, like, obviously you desire sex, right? You want sex. And not just because I'm a man, I'm a human being, and that's I'm still there. That wasn't my deal breaker. That wasn't important to me. Other things were important to me, so, but that wasn't. So you said to me, hey, you like go out and have sex. Like, I don't want to get in your way. I don't want to take away from the abundance of your life. That was a big one. That was huge. I I am a really, really big believer that if I feel like I am stunting someone's life or growth, it doesn't feel very good to me. I don't like when someone does it to me. I don't ever want to do it to someone else, let alone someone who I love. You still have to be really securing yourself, even if you don't like it. What's a bigger charge, that desire or the insecurity of like someone of your partner being with someone intimate with someone else? That wasn't a charge for me. I, I it's not a concern for me because I want you to live your best life. And when I say that, I mean it. I really do. I want our girls to live their best life and I want to live my best life. I don't know if it's coming from selfishness or because I know First and foremost, I want to live my best life and I want to be happy. And if there is an inkling of not happiness, I'm going to dive deep into Mm -hmm. that. You know that about me and I know that about you too. And I don't ever want to stomp on your happiness and your life and your abundance. Like I look at that as that's your love language. And if that is your number one love language, just like my number one love language is quality time. And then I'm not willing to give you what you need right now in this phase of our life. I don't know how long that's going to last. It could last for three months. It could last for a year. It could last for five years, whatever it is. I don't want to be the reason. I don't want to stomp on your deal breaker, your fundamental needs, right? 
So to me, that comes first and foremost. I want to see you live your best life. And if that's what that means, that you need to outsource and get that portion of love from somebody else, I don't have an inkling of a desire to stomp on that. I just don't. I don't want to be a part of that. First of all, it took me a while to even trust the authenticity of where you're coming from, because it really, I don't think it's that common. So is it really not that common? It's not that common. No, it's not. I mean, there are some people that are just wired that way to begin with. I think people are afraid to talk about that or even afraid to say, go ahead. I think people are afraid to be judged, actually, because I I was judged. Well, put it this way. I think some people either don't have enough charge in that area that they're like, they're okay with it. And there are some people that maybe have made their, like their ego is not attached to it and they are free with it. Just naturally polyamorous people and they don't feel threatened by that level. So that's, you weren't that way. No, I wasn't that way in so the So for you to switch, I was like, well, is she really into someone else? Is gotcha. this just her way to like kind of dump me basically? Let's put it this way. A long time ago, long, long time ago, you and I were sitting with a friend. I will go unnamed. And he had said that, I don't remember the exact words, but nobody can be somebody's everything, right? And I actually even think I was charged when he said that. I don't have a great memory, but correct, I was a little bit charged with that. But today, I can't tell you how much, like just me, a human being trying to be a wife, a mom, a businesswoman, I don't even know what you want to call it, but I have these aspects of my life. I cannot be everything. I don't want to be everything. And I don't want to be somebody's everything. I just don't. It's too much on me. It's too much stress on me. You're overwhelmed in general. You know what I mean? In life because of the fact of- I don't want to be my loved ones everything. I would imagine you're in this major phase right now and you don't do anything half-ass. You go all the way. And when it comes down to raising your children, that comes from even a deeper intrinsic place. Yes. You have just given a thousand percent and I just think you've given such a high percentage to that. You have nothing left to offer and you just don't want to feel pressure to have to offer anything. It's understandable. I think like all of your energy is a lot. You think it's coming from negative place. I think it's uh, legitimately, you have always said that you wanted to be like, I've always said I am your biggest fan. And to put that in other words. I am your biggest fan, but I'm here to champion like your best life. I have said that from the get-go. I know you have said that to me. I hope that the man I decide to spend the rest of my life is here to champion my best life. And I know you are. There's no question. It will have a lot more weight when you actually have more to offer. When you say you wanted to be- I offer so much. What more could I offer? You definitely give. You don't sit on your butt in life. It's just no one would ever say that about Laura Grice. I'm a carch. You're a carch. <laughs> you don't, but you also go and you exhaust yourself for whatever you want to do and you'll do. Anything else that's on the periphery of that isn't going to get, and you just don't want to feel pressure. My deal breaker is my fundamentals. So the bottom line is it took a while to even believe that. And so getting back to the deal breaker component of this, you saying that from the get-go, I didn't trust it. I didn't even want to act on it. But the fact that you said it was like, okay, like she's not trying to like squash me down. She's just saying she can't deliver there. And the fact that you were open to it, even if I didn't understand the reasons why, it made it not a deal breaker. 
Mm-hmm. And it put me in kind of a pickle because I'm mm-hmm. like, well, shit, like now she just volleyed it back to me. And then for so long, you were like, Adam, how come you haven't acted on it? You haven't acted on it. So like you effectively volleyed it back to me where I couldn't say, hey, you broke the deal breaker because <laughs> right. you're like, I'm still allowing you. Like I'm not taking it away from you. And it kind of allowed things to progress. And even at this point where I can say, and this is over a year, I'm not wired that way. I don't want polyamorous relationship. And right now we don't have an amorous relationship, so it wouldn't <laughs> right. even be considered poly if right. I'm with other people. But I don't think I want that. But the fact that you allowed that has, I think, kept us in the game where mm-hmm. you haven't brought us to the cliff of a deal breaker. I haven't sent into your growth. So, right? I haven't stood in your way. Just But now it's at the point where it's like, huh, okay, you've given me that freedom and I've explored that world even. And now it gets full circle. I'm like, okay, I've explored it, but I don't want that. I want the whole package. You've gone through your process. You've gone through your harvest, your let go, your fall, your winter, your spring. You've gone through that. And we always say, don't drop into a routine. Well, let it go. And you might fall back into that routine, but you've been you so know, scared you've, of you've that. You've gone happening. through your cycle. You've gone through your cycle and you've come back to realize, hey, that's not what I want. I mean, you've done a beautiful job of going through your cycle. And now, and because of that, I have volleyed it back to you where I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, listen, I don't want right. the type of relationship where the sex part is outsourced. Thanks for the offer, right? right? I would prefer to have it all in one place. And you've gotten clear with your fundamentals mm-hmm. without a charge, which right. is really beautiful. Nice job. Thank you. You've been, I feel like, a little bit scared to wherever you're at in your process, which the listeners probably have a better idea than I do. But like wherever you're at, for you at this point to kind of break the seal, you're so scared of it going back to an old way. Or I think what you're really scared of is feeling pressure. And you're scared that I'm going to exert that pressure. I'm going to have that on you. And it's kind of put now back in your... You have put it back in my court. And it's like, okay. And it's just, I'm not pressuring you at this point. I don't Mm -hmm. want it to be anything if it's not organic. Because I'm still going through my process. Yeah. I take a little bit longer than you. I'm a slow grower, slow... And so for that part of it, where you allowed me, you're like, I'm not Adam, you go, go out, outsource. At this point, this isn't a deal breaker for me because I feel like we've been having, even as it's going very slow, we're in this volley and I can allow now for you. It's like, I feel like I've done my work and it's not a deal breaker that you're not here. I can give you a little bit more space. And it's like how you offered me some space that allowed me to figure things out. I'm offering you some space without the charge, without the pressure. Yeah, I feel it. Well, let's see what happens. I honestly, mm-hmm. like you said, I feel there's a little Geppetto, <laughs> a little green button. But too. again, like it's been so long that you need to see more to feel like there's something really there. But well, we'll yeah. keep our listeners up to date. We will keep you guys up to date. Sure. And there's a lot more stuff on the <clears throat> list. We didn't get to much of anything, right. but we will continue to go through the list of everything you guys have written to us. Magic seed real quickly. Just reiterate. I know you've gone through it a couple of times. The magic seed overall is, well, I think it comes down to communication. You have to figure out your own truth without charge, which a lot of times means you have to sit through your muck when it would be so much easier to put it on the other person. And that's the hard part in a relationship. And if you can do that, then you can figure out, can you hold space? Can you change the shape and the size of the container that you've been playing with to allow future growth, even if it doesn't look like what you had in your mind previously? I'll keep it there. Okay. Keep on asking us questions. We love it. The more you guys are engaged, if you guys want us to talk about a topic, reach out to us. 
Or if you want to be a guest on the show where you want to share your story, we'd love to hear your story. And maybe we can offer a magic seed to help you take your first step towards happiness and your best life. All right. So keep in touch. We'll keep on putting these out. And until next time, nothing but love.